It has begun. First, we should observe the ancient ritual of traditional pre-fight donut. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? Am I the baddest mofo no down around this town? Shut up! Rick, not hit back. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. You will all refer to me by the name Betty. I know Kung Fu. Thank you, Chuck Norris. I said I go on top of you. Only a ninja can destroy a ninja. And defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? All right, uh, and we're recording. We're live. Thank you guys for checking us out. We are Kickflix, favorite movie, uh, martial arts movie review podcast. Uh, we come to listen to people talk and uh, review their favorite or not favorite uh, martial arts movies. Um, uh, the current movie that we're talking about now is, as you can see, is Enter the Dragon, 1974's Enter the Dragon, or is it 75? 73. 73. 73. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yes. 1973's Enter the Dragon, the Bruce Lee classic. Uh, I am Nary Science. With me, as has been every single episode, is Mike Kung Fu Mercado. With me is has been Mike Kung Fu Mercado. <laughs> like uh, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, and uh, Jeff Roundhouse Mercancini. Aww. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and uh, this has been Kickflix. Talk to you guys later. All right, <laughs> all right. We've been canceled. Oh, okay. really? Is that is that bad? No, I, no. Oh, it's just not. In today's climate, you can't even fucking. I mean, you, you no, man. This was the iconic, uh, like the fucking when he said, uh, yeah, he does uh, that scream. Like you can't help but do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I will say this: the beard hurts when it cut, like it, it hurts the image of the the kung fu fight because you can't do the facial expressions. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the iconic. This, I I feel like I say this every episode, but this is like w not an iconic kick flicks movie. This is one of the I like Mount Rushmore. Shout out to Mount Geekmore of martial arts movies in terms of impact in pop culture. It's in the Library have, of Congress. It's, a, it's in the, yes, like this is legit one of the like like benchmark martial arts movies uh, that Kickflix is built on. You know, like that's like th there would be no Kickflix without the boom of movies that happened after the, the, the inspired by Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee's approach to Hollywood and filmmaking and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, we can go to the IMDb, yes, as we oh, always do. We got an IMDb, IMDb description. That the, here's the, here's just the the not the tagline, but just the, the IMDb dis description. Enter the dragon from 1973. A secret agent comes to an opium lord's island fortress with other fighters for a martial arts tournament. Which I question the secret agent thing. Mm -hmm. I completely. Question what are you talking about? I he was a monk that happened to be going to that tournament anyway. You know like, what his oh, life was what? before. I do because they explained it. <laughs> you, he was a super like he was. Hey, when you're good enough, 
the secret agent agencies come to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I question the fucking uh, the fight tournament aspect of that fucking description. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is it's totally not. That is a loosey goosey term. Three fights. As always, we have to start. With there's no ranking. There's no fucking. There's not even. There's not even the the Ooh, board yeah. that that they had that we had in sidekicks that was incorrect and false. The point system yes, was right. Like, yeah, the, you don't have nothing. It was like whose line <laughs> is it anyway? The points are made up. Uh, everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Um, well, we got to start off for the parents out there. Yes. We're gonna talk to. We're gonna go over the parents' guide to enter the dragon. Um, this is this movie is in fact rated. Uh, wait, what is MPR? Rated R for martial arts, violence, and brief nudity. Sex and nudity. Nice. Titties, though. Not for nothing, but some nice ass titties. If you frame it just right, if you, if you pause it just in the right frame, it's some nice ass Well, uh, sex and nudity Central titties. That's what is ranked moderate. So Han says here we're stimulating quite another need, and then it pans to women in rooms being drugged, alluding to being used for prostitution, human trafficking. Which I mean, bringing light to this issue very early on. Now, uh, now I, I swear to God, uh, I've seen this movie multiple times, and that's including a few hours ago. And w- right when you said that, I was like, "Oh, that's right." That like I didn't put two and two together. You forgot that, or it's just like no, it's not, it's not that I forgot it. Is that it didn't? They weren't because like what you said, like what this person said vaguely or loosely, like like I, I it wasn't strong enough for me to be like you know. Yeah, these uh, are whores that were fucking that were sex slaves. Like they, they, they didn't. You know what I mean? So right, right. The, I'm dumb, guys. I gotta be. I mean, they said it like three times in the movie that they they were sex slaves. Like the yeah. agent at the beginning straight up tells them they get them like, hooked on on yeah, heroin drugs. and they sell them to the highest bidder or whatever. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, guys, we have to get through this. It's very important for the parents listening. The side of a breast shown briefly while another woman massages her back. Yeah, they were. Uh, and okay. Here we get specific. A woman stands on a man's bare back as she massages him with her feet. The woman is at least topless under the loose robe. Mm -hmm. After a few seconds, the man flips over. Suddenly, the woman drops down to straddle him, and her bare breasts are shown. I feel like this says more about the person writing this by... Than than the actual like problem with the movie. Yeah, of course the movie's got tits in it. But I also feel like you know that that's the case with every person writing these. That's true. Every um, person. Uh, Any person who takes the time out of their fucking day to <laughs> go to like, let me go to IMDb and give the parental <laughs> fucking like hey warnings is like what would you have that much okay whatever. yeah violence and gore moderate as well uh, a woman kills herself by impaling herself with a shard of glass that was actually very very like a good scene strong. Good choices, very powerful. Didn't really frequent, do anything later. This, this is my favorite sentence. Frequent strong kung fu violence. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Some of the deaths are quite brutal and bloody. Yep, exactly. Oh, Han mercilessly beats Williams to death. Spoiler alert. Later, we see his body hanging when Han is has Roper seeing this. Startling. Hmm. Startling? It's yeah, that's startling. Just, I'm reading it right verbatim. Uh, uh, profanity, mild. <laughs> no f words no f words are spoken in this movie at 34 minutes a man shakes his fist at a good distance could be mistaken for a middle finger um that's that's in there a drug this is this is my favorite one alcohol drugs and smoking moderate some drinking drinking and smoking and that's it like they don't talk about the whole fact that there's like stoned people yeah 
Yeah. They're they're at an opium den. Yeah. Like how is alcohol, that Alcohol so here's here's a alcohol drinking uh, alcohol drugs and smoking, right? Both are present. That yeah. there's three but two. Okay. Thank yeah, you sir, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. sir that's, or madam. That's clear. Uh, yeah. And then it's a a woman is seen in a dungeon with a blank expression on her face, seeming seemingly completely unaware of her surroundings. She is obviously high on drugs. Yep. Ah, that's also true. The, it's frightening and intense scenes. I will say, this one actually is very very good. A man asks another man to step under a guillotine. Tense moment as he refuses, but the other man is insisting. He grabs a cat. Yep, and puts it under the guillotine. The scene is very intense in the suspense. We see a close-up on the other man passing his hands under the guillotine to retrieve the cat. The cat is safe. It was a red herring. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And some violent deaths are disturbing. So <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like I feel like people really picked and choosed what yeah. they wanted to say here. There's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I will say the cat scene. That, that was I was like, wait, I don't remember does does a cat get chopped in half by a guillotine? Because you never, you know, Han is a, a quintessential Bond villain. That's actually a good line. He says it's very. Well, wait, it's we very, had to do our sixty-second reviews and oh, everything yeah, yeah, before we get into that. Um. So, but yeah, oh, you wanna, yeah. the taglines are whatever. Um. Their deadly mission to crack the forbidden island of Han. Uh. The ultimate in martial arts adventure and excitement. There you go. Uh. uh they could be better. The. F- yeah, Mike, what's your sixty-second, sixty-second? Uh, uh, again, I've seen this one a bunch. I've seen this movie a few times, but always like the the. I'll tell you where I see it the most is in clips in Bruce Lee documentaries or in clips of like other aspects of re- referencing this movie. But I haven't watched it all the way through. I guess in a few years, you know, like I haven't seen it in a while. And I will say first. Uh, time you see MMA represented, like in the way you see it now, with like the sh- the trunks, the little short shorts with the with the gloves, the grappling gloves. Somebody taps out. Samo Hung looking not also, athletic at all. Also, there's an arm bar. Uh, f- yeah, full, somebody, he taps out because of the arm bar. Uh, very interesting. And then also, like for me, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, this is Bruce Lee's James Bond movie. And I I. There, you know, as as much as I love Bruce Lee and I studied the Jeet Kune Do and I, I I like respected it, um, there's a lot of stuff done for the camera here where you can see people like kind of jumping into kicks and jumping into stuff, which is not Bruce Lee's fault. It is, you know, just the fact that it's a stunt corner. And also, I genuinely enjoyed like the 70s-ness of it all because this is in no way worse than other 70s movies you see. Like, The Godfather is not great. You know what I mean? Like, The Godfather acting, there's some there's some acting in The Godfather that is not good. He just killed Neri. Not everybody is Marlon Brando in that movie. Not everybody is... Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some rough line deliveries from secondary cast members in The Fucking Godfather. And also, there's some rough edit choices, too. It's, it's not as good. Godfather 2 is way better. But that first Godfather movie is... Got some, got some of its own, but whatever. The whole point being is that this is a, it felt very like a powerful '70s movie, important, and also it felt like a James Bond movie to me. So I was watching it that way the whole time. Okay, um, so for me, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I hadn't seen the actual full movie 
in gears um but i've seen clips of it in like those documentaries or best fight scenes or things like random things here and there um it didn't hold up to me as much as it did when i remember seeing it the last time for the full length mm-hmm. um just to correct something mike said it is bruce lee's fault because he choreographed all the fights for this movie <laughs> there was no there was no fight choreographer they left gave him a blank script and said you plan all the fights what i'm saying is that so, the people he had to work with oh yeah yeah well yeah yeah but 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 he's the one that that organized all those things and everything like that mm-hmm. um I, I can fully appreciate the significance of this movie and why it is in the Library of Congress. Um, I think that this the the problem I have with this movie is that it's a James Bond movie where the person I care least about is James Bond. Interesting. To me, the two secondary characters were way more interesting than he was. Like I wanted Roper to be the movie. Like I, I loved his, like his character. Um, so that's my issue with it. And then the, the, the whole, the thing is that the whole, and I'll, I'll be quick cause I know it's only six seconds. The whole idea of this movie was this, even though uh, Bruce Lee had done a bunch of movies before and done green Hornet already, this was the movie, the first financed Hollywood movie by an American company that was going to be produced by an American company. So this was what he thought was going to be his big break to American audiences. They didn't consider Green Hornet that because he was a side character. So this was just him dropping his penis on the entire table the entire time. Like they just made him too ungodly in this movie. And that kind of turned me off to it. Um, I'll go into more because I know it's only 60 seconds, but that, so I, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like I, I remember watching it the first time with like when I was younger, how crazy this guy was and everything he was doing. Neri. Go ahead. Um, I'll see if I can give you my review. Hold on. <clears throat> it stinks. Yeah. Uh, the movie stinks. The movie sucks. Uh, I, I've watched this movie multiple times. Uh, there are a lot of great things that are about this movie, none of which are the movie itself. All the mo- everything that's great about this movie is not in the movie. Everything that's great about the movie is the breakout role that Bruce Lee, the the iconicness that is Bruce Lee, um, everything that Mike said, the how important the movie is and how all of that jazz. None of it is because of the movie itself. It's because of everything else. Uh, and this is not retribution for that uh, asinine comment that Mike made about The Godfather. This is my actual opinion <laughs> about this film prior to coming into this podcast i don't oh we can all have opinions about stuff yeah yeah cool. it's fine cool, cool, cool. What? Like, like i said this is not has no, nothing to do with that this is I'm, I'm giving my disclaimer of like i this is how i genuinely feel and felt and i me and jeff uh shared many notes back and forth uh while we were watching this movie and he thought he was gonna get kicked out he goes i think i'm gonna get kicked out of kick flicks and i immediately knew what he was talking about i go no i don't like this movie and he goes oh good okay then i think mike is gonna get kicked out of kick flicks uh, <laughs> uh, apparently well here's look i i said i said what i said that there's there's the 70 the 70s-ness of it all is 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 yeah. to me the weakest link in the fact that the, uh, every one of these kick flicks movies we talk about there like if there's some flaw in it it's the fact that the 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 performances and the scripts don't get the polish that bigger movies get so like this is no different i mean as as big a movie as it is it it literally is bruce lee jerking off all over the screen like right. when yeah. he gives uh, when he gives the whole the finger pointing at this you know the philosophy he basically set up this movie so like all right let me show this philosophical side yeah. let me show my comedic side with the whole thing on the boat 
which I'll get to where he messes with the guy and puts him on the on the back of the boat. Then right. he's like, let me show me with 15 different weapons that I, you know, at, later on and in, in my fighting technique, you know. Right, but also, the- like, uh, the reason why I compare this to a Bond movie, is it any different than the fucking oh, Mary no. Sue James 100%. Bond where, 100%. like, literally everything goes well for James Bond? Even when he's being tortured, he's still chill with a laser coming 100%. up through his crotch. I, 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 I haven't seen those Bond movies legitimately. Like, I, I've told this to m- multiple people. The Bond movies that I started watching are Pierce Brosnan, which is right. why he is my Bond. Like, right. he's my Bond. I don't, I don't know. Um, I saw one Bond movie where he was in Vegas and there was a fucking jetpack of some kind. I don't, that, I, I don't, oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could, <laughs> you could see that, that Bruce Lee, what he was trying, since he wa- he wanted this movie to be, this is my gateway to America. Despite doing Green Hornet, this is my gateway to become a superstar in America. So he's like, let me grab every possible thing I can. So I have to get revenge for my master um, because they my the 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 temple's been sacked. You know, Han Han. This, you know, uh, messed it up. Disrespected, um, I, disrespected. Thank you. That's the word I was, that was escaping me. Then there's the spy element. Oh, oh, there's drug. There's drug running and other stuff that's going on in there. We need you to take care of that. Then there's the tournament. All right, we're gonna have the fighting. Then it's the sister that out of nowhere they suddenly are like. By the way, your sister killed herself because this guy tried to rape her. Which you know, they and and so they put all these different like plot. It was too much. It was too much. You know what they didn't put enough of? A fucking fight tournament. Give me a fucking fight tournament. Like it would have been more interesting than give me a fight tournament. All these story things, all this, it was too much story and none of it done well. None of it done at all. Like it just, I I was. I disagree about none of it doing well though. Cause I like, again, I'll go back to my 60 second review. I loved Williams and Roper in this movie. Again, but that's not the movie though. That's not the movie that we were getting. We were were shown. Yeah, but yeah. Again, you're you're right uh, in that aspect. That there are. I'm not saying that nothing is. I'm like, but nothing that we were told is going to be good about this movie was good about this movie. Uh, Bruce Lee was. Uh, this is here's the problem. And again, uh, to Mike's uh, point, in the 70s, an Asian leading man was unheard of. Unheard of. This was like groundbreaking on multiple levels, right? Like we, everybody especially minorities and three minorities being on this podcast, uh, being three of us uh, here. Um, we owe him a, a, a huge grade of uh, gratitude because he is one of the pioneers of minorities being on screen and where Hollywood, even 50 years later, has Absolutely. taken their free time to now start getting into. I, I, I completely understand and thank him for that. But the problem is that his character was on God mode. Yeah. It was there was the writing. There was no vulnerability to his character at all whatsoever. He was the smartest. He was the best. He was untouchable. It was one of those things where um, as an action movie, as an action fan mm-hmm. who's 40 years old, who passed away before Bruce Lee was, uh, you know, I was born before Bruce Lee or Bruce Lee died before I was ever born. It's like the, the formula to a, an action movie is there has to be doubt that the super that the that the hero could win there has to be doubt there has to be like oh he's not gonna make it there has to get beat up and i talked about this with with um with jeff recently like stallone really did write the formula perfect the formula for action stars where it's like you're not supposed to win you're the underdog Right. And then you get beat up by the one who's clearly better than you. Then you start coming back on him. Then the fucking bad guy cheats. 
to fucking overcome. And then you overcome him even cheating. And that's how you create. And and as a writing perspective, that's how you create in an audience member. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he did it. But instead, I'm just watching a guy who's on God level, who's on God mode, which is a video game term, just <laughs> beat everybody's ass. And I'm just like, OK, there was never a doubt. That's why Jeff and I independently from me from talking to each other independently. Both of us gravitated more towards Roper, towards mm-hmm. Williams. Williams. These characters were they were flawed. You have this guy who who's who's basically a con man telling people that he's rich when he's really not. He has sixty three dollars in his in his fucking bank account. Being hunted by the mob. Being hunted by the mob. You have this other character who is going through tremendous uh, racial injustice in his own country, so much so that he can't even fucking go to the airport without being harassed by police officers. <laughs> Something and steals a police car. <laughs> Something's <laughs> nothing. Um, takes a police car. <laughs> those are the characters in the movie that I wanted to see more about. Like, Mike, you always talk about like, oh, this is the movie before the movie. Absolutely. I wanted to see that because why? Because everything Bruce Lee was doing, everything Bruce Lee's character was doing was like perfect in God mode. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just why do you think I keep calling it a Bond movie? It's not an action movie, it's a spy movie. I guess, you know, I guess you're right in that sense because here's my problem with that analogy is I haven't seen Bond movies that are not Pierce Brosnan. I didn't see the old, right. those old cheeky 70s Bond movies. I've never seen one. So I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I can't agree you don't with relate you either. To it. Right. I, can't, I, I can't agree with you either. Because according, I've never seen one. according to the documentary that is Dragon the Bruce Lee story, he really right. struggled to get That's it made. Okay, so, here's, so this is what I told <laughs> I, I, I've made this statement to Dave, which is both a, a super – a fan of a James Bond movies and a super fan of Bruce Lee movies, right? This is what I've told Dave, and this is what I told Jeff earlier today. I am a super fan of Bruce Lee movies, as in movies about Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love... I have a poster framed in my living room of Dragon, of Dragon yeah. the Bruce Lee story. Yeah. I love the movie Birth of a Dragon, which got tremendous shit because of its uh, of its whitewashing and, and, and historical inaccuracies. Yeah. Um. I I love those movies. I loved the fucking portion of Bruce Lee's portion in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anything about Bruce Lee, I'm fucking in. Give it to me all. I have his. I've I've purchased documentaries about Bruce Lee, B Water, and shit. I've I've yeah. watched them all and loved them all. It's just his actual movies. I don't. I, and and maybe they're a product of the time. Um, I, I, I honestly, I think that's what it is. And I, but the yeah. problem with this is that I could clearly see the def the defects. I could clearly see the writing and defects. This is a, is it, this a, it's a writing issue. I think he you're more really, harping on it. Like I guess I think part of the reason why I'm seeing these things and it's it's I'm I'm focusing because I pr- trust me I'm the one that it picked Blind Fury I'm not talking about you know the quality of writing or anything like that but when it's a critically acclaimed the movie that's when it's a critically <laughs> uh, when it's a critically acclaimed movie that's in the Library of Congress that is 95 percent critics 91 is yeah is a little it's, higher it's so and it's like. As, especially because of this podcast, we're 13 episodes in now. I'm starting to see these movies, some of them again for the second time, and I'm catching these these things, and some of them I'm seeing for the first time. And I'm like, this for for the for the high pedestal that this movie's on, mm-hmm. I. I it there's so there's I have so many issues. But again, like I said, it's supposed to be Bruce Lee's coming out, so to speak, but I didn't care about his character. I don't. I didn't care. So it, like that. That took me kind of out of it. 
because I was like, he well, let me guess, he's gonna he he literally flies up a tree fifteen feet backwards. Oh my god! To hide to hide from one of the guards, like they put the do the reverse. Because he's thing. super talented, and then yeah, <laughs> he's so skilled. I this is and then this is the thing, right? So take take all right. So Bruce Lee's character, right? The fact that he's not flawed is a flaw in the movie itself. Fine, right? But then you get things like the story where you go, why doesn't somebody take a 45 to this guy and bam, problem over. And the guy goes, no. And Bruce Lee goes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no guns allowed. He, Han wouldn't allow a gun on the island anyways. You think he would allow a spy though? Yeah, yeah. You don't fucking tell. It's called smuggling, bro. It's called fucking, you smuggle a gun on the island. And for the 45 that you smuggled on the other, and then pow, and then problem like it's just it's and I mean that lighting. shows you even more the fact that every other character except for Bolo is 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 not there. They're using a fake name, except for he's Mr. Lee, and then there's Bolo. Bolo. I gotta everybody say, else is like a, another shout out. out to Bolo Young, another yeah. appearance on the Kickflix uh, roster of films. Uh, oh, which, yeah. I feel you like know? we need like a sound cue. Four. Is it four? So he was in double impact. He's yeah. in this one. Mm-hmm. What else? He was in. We haven't done Bloodsport. Oh, what, what, what else? No, I forgot. What was the other one that we did that he shows up? There was another one. There was another one. There's three. Well, right. either way, because we're we, we're on a time thing. But yeah. um, what one other quick thing, and then we can get into like some of the the things we want to talk about in the in the movie itself. But like one of the other problems I had is that there was two missed opportunities and storylines that they could have done. That they set up and then there was never a payoff, in my opinion. Okay. One was that guy on the boat that he messed with, that he tied to the back of the boat. They built it up that Williams and and Roper were looking at him. They're like, oh, that's that guy that's won these tournaments and he's done this. And I guess he's trying to put another notch under his belt and Mm. blah, blah, blah. And then bruce has Lee has this like whole interaction with him where he's like, let's go to this beach and we'll fight here and we'll do that. And then the guy shows up without any kind of introduction or anything where Williams just beats the shit out of him because yeah. the guy that Williams fights is him. So they set up this whole thing with Bruce Lee and how badass this dude is. And then Williams just decimates him. And there's no further buildup of the guy wanting revenge on, on Bruce or anything for like him embarrassing him on the boat or anything like that. Well, that I don't, I, I think you're reading more into that buildup as him being a dick to the other Asian people on the boat. And then Bruce Lee, getting it back for the other Asian people on the boat. I thought yeah. I, I felt that very encapsulated. I didn't feel like it dragged it out. When they show him on the island he's supposed to fight, then it's just it's just showing him as not one of the other people. He is a fighter. It bo- bothers me that there's no fucking uh, fight. There's no fight tournament. There's no, like, the, the guy literally comes in. So at this scene, right, there's a scene where the guy, Scarface, comes and goes, like, uh, morning rituals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. O'Hara. Yeah. Uh, yeah, O'Hara. So he says, what, what did he say? Morning rituals or morning uh, whatever the fuck? A routine. Morning, I don't remember yeah, the yeah. word, actually. Yeah. He said, but he said a word that wasn't morning fights or the first beginning of the tournament. He said something like morning rituals or morning fucking prayer. I don't know what the and fuck. Put, and put on your gi. Put on your, yeah, your, put on your, your uniform. uniform. Put on your uniform. And then that was the beginning of the tournament? Like, that's the whole, what? What are we doing? Like, it, well, it's just very weird. Devil's advocate on that is that there wasn't really supposed to be a tournament because we find out later, I was thinking about this. We find out later that Han, the whole thing was he was trying to recruit and find people to recruit to help him spread to America. Yes. Uh, but the, the fact that 
what he's doing to hide that is a tournament. He's trying to find the best people, right, to be able to smuggle shit into America or smuggle shit into other countries. And how do you do that? By getting the best fighters. That was what I understood from it. But how do you find the best fighters? By actually- who would be the tournament? Who would the tournament? Be well, performed of- for like it's not a performance they're well, just tryouts like it's not a show there's no audience there's no fans right. there's no it's not a public tournament it's literally just for his own edification to say you fight you now and you fight you now and bolo get this you know like yeah it's it's the the thing is that he is we're literally on a compound of yeah. his on an island that he owns that is a hundred percent private that he is in full control over and that he is now holding You've very quickly realized that the tournament is—it's not a tournament. It's—it's odd—it's tryouts. It's a, yeah, it's tryouts. So, so like the whole tournament thing is—is is now moot. Like it's not a tournament. Right. So when they have people fight each other, like when Williams beats this guy, it's, it's like you're fighting for a job. And that's when he gets Roper after he kills Williams. He gets Roper to tell him all of the stuff. Uh, uh, which also I love the actor that plays Roper. He's been in a million things. Yeah, He's right, been the character. I have he's a photo with him everywhere. in Nightmare on Elm for Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? I'm at a con. Yeah, yeah. He's a dad awesome. of them. He's a dad of. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's, what's Christy? What's her, what's her name? Uh, no. Um. Uh, oh my God! Name? Now you're killing me. Uh, I, I forgot. John Saxon. That's his name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's in a million things, man. He's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, but I didn't mention. I okay. Go ahead. But because I, I didn't say the other thing that it was my my. Oh yeah. Go opportunity. ahead. The other wasted opportunity that I think is with his sister and the revenge story with the sister mm. because they built up Scarface to be this like big baddie dude. That was responsible. Which, mind you, he found out about his sister already, like oh, on his way to the Jeff. tournament. Did you? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm here. He's oh, here. then I then you lost me. Oh, so I like, hear you too. Can you hear me now yeah. again? Yeah. Okay. So, so his he doesn't even find out about his sister till like right before he's leaving for the tournament. Oh, by the way, by the way, your sister killed herself because she almost got raped by these people. Nancy. Right? That we know, Nancy. There we go. From <laughs> what, I, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly because that part always does feel dragged out. Like I fast forward till they get to the island pretty quickly, or right. at least on the boat. Like whenever I've seen it in the past, like this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched through it. Like I said, in a couple of years, and the thing is, is that the that felt very much like that whole the reason to get to the island feels very much like before you get to the chocolate factory in Willy Wonka. They gotta crank it out. They gotta crank it out. They gotta churn the butter. They gotta get it, you know. And then you get to the payoff. Yeah, but even it- even in Willy Wonka, we had Grandpa Joel standing up. I, yeah, <laughs> so Grandpa Joel. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, fuck he's, that he's guy. A, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. But that was a good scene. That but song. Feel, song is, but that's my point. Yeah, my but but the that, scene, the whole chase scene with her when they show the backstory, that is, that was a fucking crane. Like I again, it was oh, great. No, it was a great scene. But the thing is, is then he goes to he meets this guy finally. Mm. Mind you, again, he finds out just before going to the tournament. So this isn't like years of him like I'm gonna get revenge on this person right, right. for doing this. Goes there. He literally finds out. Then he makes a phone call and he was like, "I have a particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I will find you." <laughs> and so, and then they build up this fight, and then he just mollywops this dude. Like, there's no back. Good, good phrase. <laughs> there's he no clobbered. back and forth. Like you, you'd expect there'd be some kind of like okay, dangle hoppered him straight in the face, bro. <laughs> but but you know, like so I, that felt really unsatisfying to me. Yes, he killed the guy, but when he just straight really, up beats the shit out of O'Hara, he, yeah. he just he just banana ramas him. Like I don't even <laughs> think he got a hit on him. He like tried to k- kill him with the with the two bottles, but that was it. 
<laughs> but Oingo Bonga and we're Oingo done. Oingo him. <laughs> but um, but I want to be like a fucking <laughs> But just like Mike, oh god, come on, Molly Wop's a good word, guys. Come on, it's <laughs> a great word. I'm just trying to, come up, I'm trying to come up with a word as good as that one, but I can't. The only thing I can think of was '80s music bands. Oingo Boingo. Aha, he got him. Yeah, aha. <laughs> So my my the guy wearing the pest mode on him. <laughs> <laughs> my, so my MVP of this one, Mike's was the trumpet guy in in uh in yes, American Ninja. Yeah. Mine is the large dude that he spars with at the beginning of the movie. That Samuel Hung. That oh is that it? Was that him? That's Samuel Hung. Oh, and he okay. is not. He does not look like he should be fighting Bruce Lee. I'll tell you right. that. Bro, isn't, isn't he, he the fat guy in every fucking kung fu? Isn't he? Like he's a ja- he works with Jackie Chan. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, oh, that's but, a very young Samuel Hung. But he does he does like all these flips and stuff. I was like, good for that? Bro. Hold on, I need to make sure if I'm I'm right because then now I'm now I'm not 100. percent Samuel Hung is that his name? Samuel yes, S A yes, Samuel Samuel <laughs> Yeah Samuel Adams Hung. <laughs> What's his? Uh, yeah, right, it's Samuel Hung. S O M O. No. Yeah, he's the he's one of, he's the Shaolin fighter. Okay. Samo because because the thing Samo Hung is became very famous for making the people who fight against him look really good. He's a great like in wrestling like the people who yeah. really shine. He's a are jobber. The, he's a jobber, and he was awesome. And then he eventually got his own stuff and whatever he was. But he didn't get like, a movie where he was a cop, and then is he the guy? Guy's been working forever in a day. I'm yeah. trying. I'm looking through his IMDb. Uh, but whatever. The point being is that he, that Samuel Hung, if you know uh, uh, Jackie Chan's world, he got in very. He got in with Jackie Chan. And he worked with him a bunch, and then he started doing his own stuff. But he was always like the fat guy. Yeah, that's like, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he was in a movie, in a, an American movie, where he was, if not the lead, he was like the second banana. He was on I a TV show. He was, he was on a, a TV show. He was on a TV show. Yeah, but the point being is that uh, the that guy he's that's his job like that that's why he got so famous is because he was good at taking the hits and t- and making the other guys look good. That whole grappling scene, which is like martial law, that was yeah, the show. yeah, that's it. Yes, I remember you, Mike, was talking about it to Will Watkins one time. He's like, he looks like your uncle who can't fight, but like gets drunk at parties, yeah. but he can really kick ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the yeah. one that he's the one that he's like, yeah, he was a black belt when he was a teenager and he and he somehow still held on to certain of level of skill. And he's just like a fat middle aged man. Now that's Samuel Hung. My, but my like, wife is literally cheering him on. Like, Go ahead, Chubby. <laughs> he was like literally cheering him on. Yeah, I was yeah. like, right. Fucking guys. Killing so, yeah. th- this whole movie, because you had mentioned in American Ninja was filmed, was was recorded ADR. They didn't yeah. they had no sound on set. They didn't record any dialogue on set at all well, yeah i mean that was a, that was a very common again up until the 90s that yeah. was how a lot of chinese films were made and because this was done in conjunction with warner brothers and hong kong like there was uh, the hong kong productions they took a lot of like this was this was like a blend so this had never been done before so honestly like a lot of the rough edges come from they gave bruce lee arguably like a megalomaniac like he's a he's arguably like this insane personality which, which which and to be fair because we're not smearing uh we're not trying to smear his character at all, here at all. to be fair any genius is that yeah 
no, no, Walt, no, 100%. Walt Disney, Walt Disney, who is a fucking creative genius, was a megalomaniac. megalomaniac. It's one of those things where you have to be Steve Jobs, another genius, megalomaniac. Right. Time 2020's Time Man of the Year. <laughs> okay, megalomaniac. <laughs> who is that? You don't know who Time na- just named today Time Man of the Year? No. Oh, okay. Well, you go ahead and get upset on your own. I don't want to. I don't want to piss you off. What? Who was it? Tesla guy. What's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> look at Mike. Look at Mike. Look at Mike. He's just—he's hey, trying to shake it off, but he fucking can't. It what is? It's like you know why we—you know because you know we have traffic. That's because the cars are on the surface level. Let's put them in a hole underground. It's like what? Come on, man, man. of the year, man of the year, man of the year. But, you, but he's right. Box. But All here's right. the thing: megalomaniacs get—they are the ones that have the the idea. But the way the most successful ones have someone there to keep them in check, to rein them in, to rein them in, and Walt make Disney them. had his brother Roy. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, we can't spend that kind of money. Take it easy. We don't need a fucking gold nugget on top of the fucking Epcot ball. Take it easy. Bring it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring it down. But, but essentially, like that kind of or a system in place that keeps you kind of li- it li- still living in reality. When you give someone a free reign to do stuff, then there's the whole aspect of the script." falls on their shoulders the choreography falls on their shoulders the the like um uh the director was hired by him like he was the executive producer like he's it's his show so all of that stuff falling on one person i i'm i'm a big believer in that you get the best person to do the individual tasks you yes. don't have one person do everything right. so in this sense you're what you the reason why i say the 70s-ness of it all is because the tone and pacing of film back then was very different than yeah. it is now. And it like, and, and to be fair, like if watching this with modern eyes is incredibly like invalidating it's any of, movie of the seventies. But, but the problem I have that, and you see, you've made a, you made a bold claim in the beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. where like, I always give the example of Godfather. When I talk about movies in the seventies, I'm like, Godfather is a perfect film. You don't think so. That's fine. I understand. But like, I'm it's talking a fucking about- slow movie. It's yes, slow. It's, it's fine. But slow, but slow doesn't mean bad. Right. I'd rather a slow movie. That problem that I have with uh, enter the dragon is not the tone and it's not the pace. The problem that I have with it is it's unfinished writing. And and the character development is uh, for the main character is non-existent. There's no character arc. There's no, no yeah, you're there's, right. There's no character arc whatsoever. He learned nothing. He didn't like you know what I mean. There's he didn't yeah. go through any ter- like he just it was a straight shot. That to me is my problem with this movie. It's writing more so than anything else. It's really it actually has good songs. There can we talk for about kick flicks oh, though? Is that have you held all these other Kickflix movies to that same level of criteria? Is there another Kickflix movie that's in the Library of Congress? Fair, but th- but we're not the members of the Library of Congress. I, 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 we are the hosts of Kickflix. Yeah, I also don't remember a Kickflix movie that we've done to this point where the uh, main character uh, slapped a cobra in the face. I mean, come on, <laughs> is that not the fucking best? And that, that was, was a real cobra. Cool. They just took the venom glands out. He actually got bit by that cobra. That yeah. was a real cobra on set. There's uh, no CGI, baby. Cobra. Yeah, so, uh, what to give credit? But they to, reversed it. I, so I it do want to like talk first. about. I do want to talk about the, the. There is great things about this movie. The last fight scene, 
the yeah. cinematography of the last fight scene was Iconic. really impressive. Except Iconic. the wimpy punches by the bad guy. When he's yeah, like, I mean, the, the bad guy was really swing? bad. The bad when guy he, was really bad. He, he just he was unbelievable. He swings with the left seat. He's going like him beating Williams did not look believable. Yeah. It's just whatever. But besides the point, last scene in the House of Mirrors, the fun house of mirrors. Eight thousand mirrors. Fantastic. like it's that's that's a fantastic like I've always said this about that scene. Even when I even before seeing the movie and watching like documentaries where they have that scene in it, I'm like, how do you not see a camera? Right. I'm always present of mind of thinking of that. Whenever I watch a movie and there's a mirror and I'm like, wow, that's a great shot. They fucking there's no mirror there. You know what I mean? I found out later, like I would say that about Terminator 2, and I found out later that it wasn't a mirror, that it was actually to a fucking <laughs> an actual actor. Oh, that, yeah, like, it was yeah, yeah. Hamilton's twin sister. Uh, no, no, I was talking about like an Arnold when it was like when they were fucking that when he was stitching himself up in front of a mirror. Oh, oh, there's oh, no yeah. mirror. It's actually just a thing to make it look like a mirror and, and, and some all guy the way is with his yeah. back. So the when they were filming that scene, the, the entire crew hated it, and most of the people could only be in that room for 15 minutes because they would get sick yeah. from uh, from being in that room. Why? Because of all the mirrors and like the, all the like yeah. it, it messes with your vision. It's got to be super disoriented. Really? Yeah. yeah oh, wow. That's interesting. I thought they would hate it because it would have been a fucking hassle. I thought it would have been like, oh my god, what a mission! Like, can you imagine how many retakes you got to do? Oh wait, there's a camera in the shot. Jesus, yeah. it just I, I, that's yeah. why I thought I I I mean I didn't know that that people get sick, but I always imagine whoever filmed that must have fucking hated their, their life for X amount of time. Like it just for must have been sure, awful. Yeah, for sure, the production d- set designer and all that stuff where they were like, "You want me to what? Yeah. You yeah. want how many mirrors? How many mirrors? And where? Yeah, just just fucking CGI it out. Just CGI the the camera yeah. out. Like what? what and that was the other sir? thing with the god complex was all the scratches that he got from the claws, the yeah. the the furry claw, and then the metal claw. Because like they they showed one guy that he literally just breathed on him with the claw, and the guy went ah and felt like that. Well, scream. I mean, yeah. And like, then Bruce Lee takes like six claws and he's just like, oh, I'm going to lick my blood and I'm not even going to flinch. You know, another it. thing that you, another thing that that uh, I was thinking about it because I was watching it. Uh, I was just finishing up, like looking at something again. And um, my my girlfriend was with me and she was noticing how red the blood was. Right. How bright the blood was. My then, wife noticed the same thing. My yeah. wife goes, oh, that's fakey fake blood. But here's what I was thinking. I was like, this movie was never meant to be watched in the way that we're watching it. It was not made for this. It was made to be shown in a movie theater on a 1970s projector with a 1970s screen. This movie was never meant to be reviewed by a podcast of picking no. people that were born yeah. after. They yeah. didn't even know what it was, Nary. The but internet. They, they well, magic they, to them. The visuals, they based it off of an old comic book where all the colors were very bright and vibrant. No, no, no. My, so, my, what I'm saying is f- literally like just the way light reflects off of a screen as opposed to being put, like on like a, on a, di- on a display, HD display, right. you will lose contrast and clarity. So like a lot of the times when you see these old movies and you see how bright red the blood was, I can only like you have to think that, oh, they were making it in screening rooms and they were putting it for it would be on display. They also thought people would only see it once. No stopping, no pausing, no rewinding. You watch it from beginning to end in a room with other people and you leave the end. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's I was watching. and I was like, man, there's no way that they would see that bright red blood and be like, yep, that's what blood looks like. You know, like it's made to then be then shown in another medium. I didn't notice it until my wife pointed it out. 
I did it in the restaurant. She's like, that's yeah. fake as fuck. And then I started laughing because I was like, I'm going to get Mike with this whole. Oh, uh, you know what took me out? The fucking blow was so phony baloney. And it just takes me out of the film and blah, blah. And it was just, you know, a fucking. But I did it in the restaurant. Oh, no. Honest. The, the scratches on his face that end yeah. up like, like he swings once and then there's like three different scratches going in yeah. different directions. It's like, all right, easy, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, can we talk yeah, about yeah. the fever dream of an opening party that uh, Han held with the sumo wrestlers and the oh, tumblers yeah. and the guys walking around with the, with the snake with the oh you knew when he zach thomas timed out the whole situation yeah, just, yeah. Zach, 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 zach zach morris zach thomas linebacker zach thomas remember how he used to be like time out i'm gonna sack you and then he used to move at crazy <laughs> speed that's what i meant that's what i meant that's so <laughs> that guy who can never be wrong like no i refuse to fucking admit that i made a mistake yeah, and, yeah. and i want to say that scene because you had mentioned it in your 60 second review or, or when you were talking about the thing about the cat that that to me is one of the most brilliant scenes that they did in the movie because yeah. he, Han's testing him and he's like, I know that you'll only go a certain limit. Yeah, and this, and you just proved it to me now. Yeah, and then he it, it's that's that a good line, him. man. That's a good line when he said, "Talk to was it that he said about being ruthless?" He's like, people underestimate how difficult it is to be ruthless. Yeah. like it's it's a lot of work. I and love I'm that. Like, that's that was a really yeah. good line. I'm like, fuck that was a good like. Who wrote that line? Like, who wrote that? Line? Well, that's the thing is like the focus. Like, clearly, they spent a lot of time on the final fight. Clearly, yeah. they spend a lot of time in, in different pieces of the of the script, and they kept rewriting and rewriting. For sure, there was other people helping. But in the filler stuff, it was the filler stuff. You know, like, it, it, it's not like there was the intent to, like like hyper-focused little thing. It was like, we're making a big-picture movie. We can only spend money on the on the end. And we can only spend money on certain things, and that's it. And whatever. We skipped the whole like him being a super spy and sneaking around and all that stuff because that was a huge chunk of this movie, too. And that's yeah. why I feel like James, the James Bond re relation is where I live in this when I watch this movie now. It's like James Bond never had any character growth. He fucked ladies, he killed people, he would get caught, they'd give away the plan, and he'd escape and they'd and he'd foil it. Like every time. It was the fucking road, road, Roadrunner and and uh, and Wiley Coyote, same yeah. shit, and and that's and like he, that's the era of when this was. Well, conceived, whenever we so. whenever we do a uh, spy flicks uh, podcast and we review those movies. Ooh, we, I mean, I'm not opposed to doing a spinoff yeah. of yeah. Kick Flicks to do spy flicks. I love that shit. <laughs> I like the fact that Netflix is already a spinoff of fucking Geekmore, and we're gonna fucking do a spinoff of a spinoff. That's hilarious. And then, and then, like with when when Han like takes Roper, that he's like, "Let me show you just all this." Which, by the way, the the whole like my my ultimate plan is to bring hookers and debauchery to the yeah. to to America. That's what the big plan is of this movie. Is I'm gonna bring <laughs> prostitutes and debauchery. I'm trying to expand I my felt, empire. What? I Everybody like, does that. That's literally every drug dealer's you know, goal. But, 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 yeah, but you know but what's like, funny? Don't you think that's a little extreme for No, no, you know what I found funny about that is I thought I, I very much envisioned the scene from um Austin Powers, where mm. he's like one million dollars. He's like, "Sir, uh, Viacom are selling yeah. six million dollars a year," and he goes, "Oh, then one hundred billion dollars." You know what I mean? When he goes, "I want to bring the battery and blah blah," and I was like, "Sir, they already have Las Vegas. It's it's yeah, really yeah. the same thing. They're already doing yeah. that." Like, oh, then I will bring even more debauchery and more. Like it was like, "Oh, you don't know about that." That's my whole point. It's like, "Oh, you don't know about Vegas? That's that's what that's Vegas, baby." I mean, but also like this, this, it does seem elevated in the sense of like, he's 
drugging and selling women to people like there is a the human trafficking oh, component yeah, of this is is honestly like a little prescient because that is a like to this day still a huge deal like, huge deal yeah and it was like not like that's a huge deal and i'm sure asian countries dealt with that a lot more like that's the one thing that kicks the kickflix movies seem to be nailing that they they didn't know they were nailing is the white colonizing horror show that that white that europeans and americans really were to the asian world like the horror show that we that like in the um american ninja last week's episode where it was like yeah it's this french guy coordinating a deal with american military in a foreign asian base like to just fuck up this whole country you know what i mean like and then in the uh enter the ninja same thing same deal like it's 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 just it's this but at least an enter the ninja had that had, as well. At least enter the ninja had fucking cockfights. Like who's the yeah. fucking cockfight? But, but enter it. the but enter the dragon has real prostitutes playing the girls because they couldn't get actresses to do do the scenes. So they actually hired real prostitutes from the street. Seth? Oh well, sure. Well, Seth. <laughs> hey man, you get an extra. Hey, on, on when I fill out for background work and extra work, I put a, there's a special skills section. You get extra money. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, well, I'm an actual be. medical you, professional. She's yeah. like, you can actually inject opium into me. <laughs> oh, I already. Oh, are we not using? Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, well, you got three minutes because I'm about to fall asleep. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, we gotta uh, uh, reviews. Go. Mike, what do you give this movie? I, <laughs> I give it four out of five uh, hand statues in uh in glass cases i give it uh, i give it four out of five it's it's iconic the it's one of the like mount on the mount rushmore of martial arts movies for what it meant maybe not for what it was right but i still think it deserves like if you watch it as a spy movie i think it's more important it's it's a it's a better movie i think jeff hates that you know? He's like, it's not a spy. He's not a spy. He's not a fucking spy. I mean, I mean, he's he not an agent. Spy movie accent. Yeah, he's not. An he's agent. not an agent, he's but he's one hundred percent spying on people. Yeah. What yeah. is he not in this movie? He's like Superman. Yeah. He's Batman. He's he's the yeah. crocodile hunter. Yes. Like, I mean, there's <laughs> he's everything. All of these are positives. I don't understand <laughs> why you people. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna give a four out of five uh, snake snake slaps. I'm gonna, like, yeah, I'm gonna give a four out of five uh, Mary Sue's. Uh, Jeff, yeah. what do you give it, man? Um, I, I originally I was gonna give it a three, um, but then I realized I gave American Ninja a two point five. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give this three and three and a half superficial claw marks. Yeah. Um, it a big chunk of that is because of the iconic the, how iconic the movie is to the genre that I love enough to be doing a podcast with my friends on, um, you know, it's, 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 does it have its flaws? Sure. Do I, do I see them and do, you know, yeah. But I mean, for, for what it is and what it's set up, I can appreciate it. Also, I think like one, one and a half of these additional points that I'm giving it is because of Roper and Williams, because I, I genuinely loved their characters in the movie um, and I and I want it. I wish I could get. We, we could have gotten a movie of Roper, like a sequel of him. You could go. Um, you could make a Roper movie right now, like they did Solo. 
Like, you know, they go back yeah. and show when he's young. I want to see Roper in the Good 60s. Dealing with the mob and doing yes. all like, the con shit. Sure. Yeah. Why not? 100%. So, but yeah, so I'll give it a three, three out of five superficial claw marks. Mm. I'll give it a one and a half broken mirrors. Uh, <laughs> half for Roper, half for Williams, and half for the last uh, for the cinematography of the last fight scene. What about That's for the bare breast? It's a good titty. I'll, I'll give it a four and a half out of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I I just I don't I'm not a fan. I, again, oh, I know, the part I know where the, where Roper sees the dead woman that Heath was like uh, building a little relationship. Yeah, with, that was crush. And then, come on. Yeah. She had her good. eyes open and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said Roper. I said Roper. That's you got a half star. Again, this the qualities of this movie were all because of Roper Williams. Williams and, going, I'll take her. Oh, and, and her. her, and, and her. her. Come yeah, on, fact, but not her like, because I'm tired. Yeah, he's like, you gotta excuse me, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, that's so good shit right there. Uh, but yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and pick our next movie. For those of you who don't know, we pick our next movie based upon a wheel picker, a wheel. We spin the wheel, and the wheel tells us uh, which movie we're going to see. Um, oh, By the way, while he sets that up, this movie had a smaller budget than American Ninja. This, But the budget on this was $850,000. Yeah, it's also 12 and fucking it, years earlier. And it made $90 million. Yep. Uh, a little bit more, just a, a little bit more. Smash success, a blockbuster hit. Even though, if you go to IMDb, they somebody messed up and it says forty two thousand dollars <laughs> worldwide gross. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is not accurate. They owe right. some money. So make sure you guys go if you guys want to uh, add movies that we have on the wheel. Right now, we have forty eight movies on the wheel. If you want to add movies to the wheel, make sure to uh, email us at kick. Netflix pod that's Netflix but with a kick kick uh, pod at gmail.com and uh, we have 48 movies on the wheel if you want to add anything make sure you add the movies on there uh, let's go ahead and spin that wheel come on we had super cop and now oh shit oh, oh! We have 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The this old excites, man. This excites me because this means that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is going to be on the wheel now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Oh, uh, man. All right. Right on, man. So uh, that is the yes. next one that we will. This that is we the happiest review. Mike has been from any of the 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 two wheel picks in a row that we. Yes, done. man. <laughs> yes, we got Jackie Chan and Ninja Turtles. I so, could not be happier. For a moment, for a moment, for those listeners, audio listeners, the wheel was about to stay. We th- I thought it was going to stay on Roman in the Bronx. I thought it was going to land on Roman in the Bronx. It, w- it would Jackie. have been a Jackie Chan and power it, hour. Like, just snuck right into uh, 1990s uh, TMN. Were you over uh, there going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you that check out the other podcasts on the Kickflix Pod. I'm sorry, on the Geek Bro uh, uh, Pod Network, uh, which are including but not limited to. But let me tell you, Cramacopia with Q and Jeff, um, uh, Shiver, the Mount Geekmore Podcast. Uh, uh, What's up, bro? With Mike, myself, uh, and Missy and Stephanie, and check out uh, Comedy Fitness, which I just recorded an episode with uh, comedian Don Gray last week. Not sure when it's going to drop, but I recorded it last week uh, from the time of this recording. Uh, check out the other podcast, uh, Dos Aveli and Chow Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Am I missing anything? 
No, that's it, right? Uh, thank you very much. Go to geekbro.net. Check out, check that out. And uh, that's how kicking is done. Kick <laughs>